0: one hey guys i am caleb giddings and i am keith finch and this week we are joined by
1: lieutenant mark santos of the navy marksmanship team
0: so uh this week we are going to be talking about two subjects guys we're going to be talking a little bit about action shooting with lieutenant santos uh if at any point i'm extremely disrespectful to him it's only because he's an o3 and uh, my well-known disdain for all officers For legal reasons, that's also a joke, anyone in the Air Force who's listening to this. So, but, uh, as you guys will see here in three, two, one, we have sponsors, and Keith? We also have our title sponsor,
2: who is still slideless, unfortunately, Guns.com. So, thank you, Guns.com,
0: for doing what you you do for us. Which is, give us money so that we can talk to... uh, sir lieutenant santos sir so uh i'm just going to call you mark because that's how i knew you before Mm -hmm. i knew you were in the navy and i'm also not in uniform we're both off right now anyway so uh tell me so everyone knows that the army well not everyone lots of people know about the amu the army marksmanship unit they're probably the most famous military marksmanship team uh all of the branches actually have a team so tell us a little bit about the u.s navy marksmanship team i got it
1: yeah not uh mutant ninja turtles or any of that so the navy marksmanship team it's a collateral duty so it's something that we do on the offside uh much similar to the air forces program and um it's traditionally cmp bullseye so we usually send shooters to camp Perry. Uh, a lot of people joined to try and get their uh, distinguished bin, but a couple of years ago they started implementing uh, action shooting. Lieutenant Lightner, or Lieutenant Commander Select, he's going to be a dirty hinge. soon. He's actually the... Uh, wait, director. wait, a what? A dirty hinge because uh, the Lieutenant Commander bars on the shoulder, there's like two fat ones and there's one in the middle, so we call them hinges. And uh, that's when they transition out of being part of a, the junior officer protection.
0: Wait, so- don't... Oh, no, that's... Hold on. No, I thought lieutenant commanders wore. Oh, shit. No, when you're talking about like shoulder boards. Yeah. Right. Okay. I thought you were talking boards. about an Oakley for a minute. And I was
1: super, I was like, how? No, he's, does he's an getting Oakley... one of those. He's getting one of those too, leaving the railroad silver gang, sadly. <clears throat> so, to translate this out of Navy speak
0: and into all the
1: rest <laughs> of the branches, the land lover. <laughs> yeah.
0: a lieutenant commander is a major in the Army, Air Force, or Marine Corps. Got that bronze okey going on? Yeah. All right. So continue. Sorry.
1: So, anyways, uh, um, yeah. So we do have the East Coast match and the West Coast match is just traditionally CMP bullseye. But on the East Coast matches for the last two, we have implemented action shooting to get people into doing it because let's face it, a uh, three gun USPSA IDPA F6 deal challenge. They're very, very structured and it's out there. And sometimes sailors can't get to a bullseye match or a CMP style match. So a lot of us, there's about 12, we just added two more members, um, a retired senior chief and a, uh, another CV. We've got a couple of CVs, um, but um, it's a collateral duty for us. So it goes into our fit reps or evals. Uh, we get to represent the Navy. We do get some support. And uh, our jersey is controlled. So if you're on the bullseye team, but you want the awesome uh, action shooting team jersey, you do have to meet the wickets. Right now, we're on a growth phase. So our wickets are B class or better in any pistol division in USPSA, gotta be A class or better in the PCC. I'm sorry, you're bringing a rifle to a pistol match.
0: Uh, I, I love it. The Navy is discriminating against PCC shooters. This is the best day of my is. life.
2: Everyone should, and we know it. But uh, this this follows along do. the lines of what the uh, Marine Corps marksmanship team did a couple of years ago, too. And the Navy probably followed suit or did it in parallel, where the Marine Corps marksmanship team, which was also CMP style, started implementing action shooting and tactical so,
1: shooting sports. Um, So I'm very proud of our children. They're a lot more progressive than we are. So the way the Marine Corps does it now is that- We got
2: got those H and Ks and we just went- uh, No, it's
1: (laughs) a shore duty billet to be on the marksmanship team where all you do for your shore duty is basically what the AMU does full time. So the Marine uh, action shooters, their marksmanship team, that's all they do for that shore duty. shoot, travel matches. They got some really, really good um, shooters So what
0: that sounds like to me is
1: the Marine got jelly of the army and was like,
0: well, if they can do it, we can too.
1: Yeah. They're even, um, you can actually earn distinguished badges through action shooting now through the Marine Corps Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for like for distinct because,
0: okay. So, uh, to backtrack a little bit for people who don't know what the hell a distinguished badge is, a distinguished badge is a decoration that you can wear on your dress uniform that really long version of it you get for being good at shooting. Uh, Traditionally, you've been able to earn it via uh, service rifle matches or service pistol matches. You could also earn it, interestingly enough, through NRA Action Pistol, through shooting Bianchi Cup, uh, because all of those matches were sanctioned either by the CMP or by somebody that awarded the Distinguished Badge.
1: What the fuck? Action Shooting Distinguished Badge? the fuck out of my face. Yeah, they released that um, pub last year the announcement so I think that's really really cool for them uh and also the distinguished badge it's very very hard to earn please do not for our listeners please do not confuse it with the expert rifleman or expert pistol metal no, those are hard to earn which are all. really easy no, to earn no no those are, like, <laughs> those are not hard to earn. it's like good enough that, for government more yeah
0: that actually leads me to a parallel question I've been meaning to ask uh mm-hmm. someone in the navy so one of the things I'm proud of so people who don't know I'm an air force combat arms instructor, which as a point of pride, we're the only branch of the military that has firearms instructor as a full time primary MOS or AFSC or rate, whatever language Mm -hmm. you use. Uh, Our pistol call, in my opinion is not bad it requires uh headshots body shots shooting out to 15 and 25 yards drawing from the holster reloading on the clock if you run it straight up as the law enforcement mill quals go it's not that bad how's the navy's qual i have no idea what you guys even shoot for your rifle or your pistol quals.
1: okay so for the pistol i'm probably gonna upset the gunner's mates out there because i don't know it verbatim the it's gunners okay mate, they're not uh, human yeah Oof. anyways uh <laughs> we, use a, we use the uh, standard um, blue guy target let me see if i can pull up a picture of it and it's fired at three five seven ten and fifteen yards that's as far as you shoot it and um there is a time limit but the time standards for action shooting um it's very it's very slow it's very generous it's very generous so it's nothing um too bad i'm trying to find a picture that one of our teammates put up is it like that
0: blue b-27 target yeah it's this blue guy here
1: yeah so that i
0: believe is the ohio transitional police target uh it's available on law enforcement targets.com um it is standard for many many police agencies
1: yeah and so that course of fire i mean it's not it's not difficult if you are about that life. My favorite is that we do shoot it on the back of a ship. So that is, it gets very, um, it gets very The, hor-
2: the horizon back,
1: backstop is my yeah. favorite backstop. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> I, I put up, I put up <laughs> a picture of us having a range day there and a lot of the lovers. they're just like, oh, you're going to hit some fishermen, but it's a big coordinated event. So I think that's one of the gunners mates and the marksmanship instructors on, on board. That's when they have the most power because they control like thousands of tons of steel, and we got to be five miles away from anything else. Because sometimes, hey, we'll go out and we'll shoot the uh 50 cal, the 240s, but it's all coordinated and it's very, very um safe, so people freak out. But uh, it's neat the rifle, uh, qual, it's it's with irons, it's still embracing tradition, but it's cool. Uh, Is it now,
0: question, is it with irons because you're embracing tradition or because the Navy, and maybe rightfully so, hasn't seen fit to spring for red dots for all of their guns based on the qual frequency?
1: So right now, like, it also goes back into my job as a supply logistics officer for the Navy. Um, You can field approved red dot sites. You can get them for your armory. So for the suppos and COs out there, hey throw your uh, sailor some love and if they qualify with that red dot site i've seen some lcans we got some aim point pro's at my last command baller but um for 2007 but uh
0: wait hang on Uh, so you guys have just like a mixed like grab bag of optics you don't have a standardized this is the navy's rifle optic no man Uh, like no
1: no it's like a
0: road how is that Air Force, the most progressive branch of the military when it comes to firearms acquisitions. Um, We don't ever shoot anybody. You
2: you guys got the M16 first and you just haven't given it back up.
0: Yeah, we also got the M9 first. Um, We were the first to field the M4s service-wide. Like we don't deploy with M16s anymore. Mm -hmm. I was walking around on my last deployment and I saw a soldier in the chow hall with an M16 with an aim point on a gooseneck mount which I had not ever actually seen like anywhere outside of somebody who was like, look at my cool 1987 retro rifle. Yeah, so um, that stinks. Cause <laughs> um,
1: the, the gunner's mate, uh, Chief on my ship, um, Chief Walker, he's trying to start his little YouTube channel, uh, three kinds of gun or three cock. He's deployed right now. So he's a little sad, poor one, this, this one's for him. No poor calls. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, during COVID Bro. they can only stay on the pier so it's pretty bad are you kidding me no i wish i was like one of my sailors said he like sent me a picture i'm like hey what you up to he's like can you get some cool pork calls like no but i spent a hundred dollars on scotch at the pier i was like okay i mean yeah
0: side tangent (laughs) question now Keith, yeah. you were in the Marines, correct? Yes. Did you ever do any floaty tours
1: or whatever the hell you call it? I never,
2: never got on a float. I was <laughs> supposed to do the Australia float and never got on the float. Yeah, you could have Morocco, been a though, trained those guys. That was you fun. could have
1: been a shellback like I am.
0: So huh? and so, Keith is the least boaty person here because uh, Mark's a shellback. Uh, I'm a shellback. I've also done an Atlantic crossing on a ship that had honest-to-God sails uh so brought to you by the coast guard right brought to you by the coast guard and cutter bark eagle which go ahead and google the coast guard cutter eagle and then send me dms about oh my god we captured it from the nazis and there's still swastikas on it because that's all true it's a really fun story uh do not (laughs) read the sci-fi books that were set around this is not a joke uh this is a really bad tangent so the coast guard cutter eagle Mm, we picked it like 1947 whatever it's a three-masted bark sailing ship it's got an engine in it some absolute mad lad wrote a series of sci-fi novels where cutter eagle aka the dirty bird was transported back in time to like the 1600s or 1700s or something like that and the first book is so bonkers bananas it makes everything John Ringo wrote look tame and sane by comparison. So It's also that's... an ultimate
1: flex. I mean, <laughs> you're, sailing, you're sailing a war trophy. I mean, yeah. that's an ultimate flex. I mean, the, uh, the Navy Marines, we actually returned the Sujaji. Uh, for those that don't know, it's a Korean battle flag that was taken from the Joseon Empire during our little uh, Marine excursion there after-
2: Just a just a little bit of an adventure. Yeah,
1: so, it it's is a, out. real it's out. track. <laughs> Yeah, in and out. 20 minutes, two metal of Honor sealing their flags. We're going to display it at the Naval Academy. But okay, hey, let's give it back to Korea like a couple hundred years later, you know?
0: See, and this is yeah. the thing Germany can't ask for shit back from World War II. <laughs> I like, they're like, that, that... oh, no, they do. If you go okay. to, so uh, as we've already gone completely off the rails with this podcast, I'm going to continue. Um, before I do, if you're listening on iTunes or mm-hmm. Spotify, five star review, guys, thanks. Anyway. Uh, if you go to the uh, several of the natural history museums in Berlin, they will have in the display something that says something to the effect of this display is incomplete. It used to have XYZ, which was taken during the Russian invasion of Germany yeah. and is currently, held in Russia in violation of international laws. It's the most passive-aggressive shit I've ever seen in a display, because it makes it sound like Russia just rolled in and took this. Not like, guys, you you did some naughty shit before that. Remember when you were genociding people?
2: Remember that? Like, they came in and stopped that. Not that they were nice about it, but there was a little more going on than just Oh hey, they took the
0: stuff from our museum. <laughs> okay, so back to the US Navy action shooting team. Uh our, yeah. Uh you guys you said that you have some standards. So you can't yeah. just be Bobby off the street. No, no I'm a gunner's uh, mate and I don't, can shoot good.
1: Yeah, we don't want shirt collectors. That's what we can call, that's what we kind of um, call them. For the action shooting team, our ethos is to have people that actually shoot and will represent the Navy. In good light. So, like uh, backtracking, so B class are better in any of the pistol divisions in USPSA, A class are better in PCC for USPSA, A class are better in any division for steel challenge, Mass are better in uh, IDPA. But the biggest wicket a lot of people are having a hard time to meet is you have to compete at a world national level match. We will give consideration to people that go to multiple area championships, but the big thing is. We want our jerseys and our team to have people that are active in the sport. We're actually working on having like an active and a reserve team just because of operational tours. Some of us might get pulled to. We also do take uh, reservists. We do have a couple of retirees that were able to earn a jersey before they retired. And they still uh, represent us, which is pretty good. We even got one of the Philippines. that's like wilding out shooting IPSC there. Um, That's pretty cool. Uh, But... uh, But no, our OIC for the action shooting team, uh, Jeremy Leitner, so he's a three-gunner through and through. it has got some um, regional, national titles. PCC GM, he'll be the first to say, hey, I'm a uh, paper master when it comes to pistol stuff, but he's the one that really set those standards because the bullseye shooting team, if you want to be officially part of the team, have it on your fifth rep or e you have to shoot inner service uh, matches at Camp Perry. And, and um, the thing is, we, ca- we kind of like how we're handling it because we're getting some really, really good shooters. Uh, we had uh, two teammates. They shot that big match up in California nils Jonas's match. Mm-hmm. And they like they won their divisions, which is really, really cool. And they were repping the Navy. So our mantra is, hey, we can give you the recipe, but we got to see if you also don't say that to the culinary specialists, they get angry
0: when I say that. <laughs> it, I'm amazed that you treat these people yeah. like, you know, like culinary specialists, like they're people, which as a joke, I actually love the culinary <laughs> specialists on this base. They make freely, yeah. really good scrambled eggs, then that's pretty much it. But, um, hey. so I have a, a serious question. Uh, you said mm-hmm. reservists, because I will, and so you said you'll take reservists, cool. Uh, how do you feel about revolvers? Because I will put a transfer package in so
1: fast. I <laughs> I ain't re upping that. That, that, would, that, <laughs> me, that would be dope. I mean, you shoot, the, you just shot the Illinois uh, state championship for IDPA. I mean, mm-hmm. our uh, IDPA ringer with revolver and our revolver ringer. That'd be dope. Just show up to mat.
0: Just show up to matches representing one of the most powerful navies in the world with oh, yeah. a museum piece. Just be like, "Yep, no, this design was perfected in eighteen ninety eight. Probably was been.
1: um This was so a that's an actual museum piece. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's actually chambered in thirty eight special. So that's what's really cool. I get yelled at at the range because people think it's a black powder and they think I'm some fun. And they're like, "I'm like, nah, man, it's, it's center fire. We're good." Uh, this it was is. actually a, a group by Uh, myself and three other officers on the ship did a group by revolvers. Uh, we showed a picture to our captain, and he's like, "What? What are you doing with those?" It's like, "Oh, for dueling," and um, he laughed. But uh, Commander Golden, he actually came out to a shooting match one time, and he was rocking a you know 1911 he bought for himself on deployment. He asked uh me and my Marine buddy Joe Levy, "Hey, uh, can you help me improve my shooting style and?" It was like cracking open the time capsule from the 90s just because of his shooting stance and style. And Hardcore you know, weaver. I mean, he made his hits. I mean, he, he was good. He could throw down, but I, we were very conflicted. It's like, should we fix him? Because so, this, this man is a national treasure. It's like cracking open the time capsule. You
0: know? as, a, as a general rule of thumb, when I teach military classes, and you know, if you're in the military, if you're listening to this, you know, this is this is very much a my way, not, you know, anyone else's way. Mm-hmm. We always, in the Air Force, we have, like for pistol classes, we'll have a classroom session. We'll dry fire. We'll do all of that stuff. I'll be able to identify, you know, the weaver guys and, you know, the tactical turtle guys and all of that. And I will say, hey, <clears throat> here's how I do these things. Here's how I teach them. Here's why I teach them. Here's why I believe that this is a more optimized way to get your hits. When we get out on the line, you have 45 rounds of practice that don't count towards your final score. I strongly encourage you to ke- to try what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. However, if it sucks and you go out there and you go back to what you've been doing and you pass your qualification, ultimately that's what we're here to get these guys through. And that's kind of the mm-hmm. that's the big difference for me for teaching civilian classes versus teaching military classes. Military classes, I have an end state that I have to get these people to, which is qualified for duty, mobility, or, you know, whatever civilian classes, I don't have that end state. So it's very much a, I can actually lean harder on civilians to do shit a different way than I can on military people. Because if I've got a guy who's, you know, doctrinal weaver straight out of, you know, uh, Jeff Cooper book, and he goes 45 for 45 on the target. I'm not going to say shit. is dominus, dominus, go with God. LAPD killed a lot of people with yeah. doctrinal weavers, So
1: Yeah, and with the civilian courses too, a lot of them, they want to be there. It's not mm-hmm. just like a check in a box, and that's what's uh, really, really nice. Um, I know my sailors, they love range days. So if you're on a smaller, the Amphib short bus, like the one behind me, you know, 30 officers, about 300 enlisted, Every division there has their duty stations while going underway. The engineers are down in the main engine rooms, the quartermasters, which are our navigators, are up there, deck department. But guess who stands the armed watches and man's all the man the 50 cals and the 240s? Or, you know, have armed watches.
0: Non-rated seamen?
1: No, mm-hmm. the supply people.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you don't have anything else to do?
1: Yeah. I actually had batteries release authority on my ship and could stand at low. Which was nice as a staff officer, it felt good, but my captain. <laughs> and uh, it's nice because I'll see my logistics specialists, my uh, retail specialists, the CSs, the cooks. They're all like there, and um, they were pretty moto too. They wanted to do it, so you know they're standing watches properly. Some of I the best a- shooters we had on the ship came from supply, which was nice.
0: I had a very large misunderstanding there when you said battery release authority because I thought you were the guy that could actually give me the fucking batteries for my fucking nods so I can
1: use them. But no, you're talking He's about also that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Um, they will be here <laughs> Christmas 2023, John Backholder. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just want to be able but, to see it in the dark. But, um, going back to the equipment, I know that you were very surprised that we don't have a uniform thing. So it's really command uh, heavy. So we have a list of stuff we can buy, but we can mix and match. So for example, my ship, the Carter Hall, when we got our M4 sorted out, they had the aim point PROs. We had M4s from FN. We got rid of all the M16s we had to get, you know, newer ones. And uh, we also had PMAGs. I ordered them for the command, but on the pier right next to us, the USS Hill for example, they were using what's it, M4s as well, or some M16s. They had the flip up CAC sites or the carry handles, and they were using the brown anodized uh, magazines. So what I like about the Navy is that even though we are all in one service, the communities and the commands are so different. It's really, really cool to discover the subcultures of each one, which is really nice because every ship is, you know, different. I mean, you got the freaking Flying Dutchman, you got the Black Pearl Cruiser, entirely different, but we're still in the same brand. Yeah,
0: I really hope that you guys have nicknames for ships like the Flying Dutchman and the Black Pearl because that would be great. Um, uh, I w- uh, yeah. So that's been a fun conversation about military and action shooting that went a little bit off the rails. We are going to pivot now to entertainment and pop culture. Mm-hmm. And before we do that, I will actually do a proper like, subscribe, and share read. So uh-huh. guys, if you are
1: listening to this- And also on- uh, just one more thing. Oh, piggyback. okay. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Did you to just piggyback? Did piggyback? It just was. Technical us. Sergeant Gidding said, "Please follow Navy Action Shooting on Instagram."
0: I was actually gonna do that. Like at the end of the show, we do a "Where are you? Where can we find you?" Blah blah blah. But since you did it now, please follow Navy Action Shooting on Instagram. If you search for them, I don't believe they've been shadow banned yet. Uh They're and. They're working on it, working working on it. it. Uh, So if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, make sure you guys do leave us one of those five-star reviews. It boosts the show in the algorithm. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe, comment. Do all of those fun things that you can do with YouTube videos. And now that we've gotten that out of the way, we're going to pivot to pop culture. And pop culture we're talking about today is tomorrow. The Tomorrow War, specifically starring Chris yeah. Pratt, and I couldn't name starring Chris Pratt, Chris Frank, Chris Pratt, and uh, Beretta 1301. Those were the stars yeah. of the movie, and I will broach no further conversation on that yeah, subject. The guy from the insurance commercial. Oh yeah, uh, we, we He's can talk about as him. hell. J.K. Simmons turned <laughs> uh, into
1: a just friggin', friggin a trt. Friggin been good to him. Freaking Master Roshi from Dragon Ball Z. That's all I write. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I as, Conspiracy as the, Santa. Could that? Oh, and he had the best
0: lines in the movie. Uh, yeah. When he yeah. spoil. Okay, hang on. The rest of this conversation will at some point likely contain spoilers for Tomorrow War. So if you don't want to hear that, stop listening. In three, two, one he had the best line in the movie when he shoots the female zerg in the head and he's like surprise dumbass!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh we'll also be referring to the monsters as zergs because come on they're they're zergs they were zergs, mm-hmm. zergs. all right so but the internet <laughs> the gun industry and the gun internet is abuzz about this movie because on the balance the gun handling was excellent like the actual technical gun handling the manipulations mm-hmm. all of that was excellent there was a length there was an ltt 1301 that featured a pretty rad role in the movie um but there was a great meme and i think it was originally posted by sons of liberty Gunworks about the choice of long gun that the future military selected which was a seven-inch 5.56 full rock and roll with a three-and-a-half power ACOG, a 45-degree offset red dot, and a full-size mod stock. So all very confusing choices. It, it wasn't the
2: mod. It was the, uh, I think it's the Hera Arms, like,
0: P90-looking stock. It had the full
1: Hera yeah. Arms, like... It even had the four-group, too. And, the
0: front, and I, it had the spacers. Mm-hmm. And I do have to, I, I do need to say one thing, though. I thought that, like as a way to create a gun that has sort of a sci-fi vibe to it with, but managing to keep it with a, within sort of like a, I can see the military in a real-ish world having something like this. I thought they did a great job. I thought the guns looked really cool. Uh, Oh, it's it's one of the most sci-fi looking setups you can get out of the guns right now that actually look pretty legit. They look mm -hmm. really cool with that Mm -hmm. furniture set on it. And that would actually run with five, five, six blanks, which (laughs) is, yeah. Yeah. So, but this has spawned a, a a raft of conversation as it were uh, about what would be a better small arms choice for dealing with this. And what we're going to do is we're going to go around the circle here and we're going to talk about our small arms choice for dealing with this. But before we do that, we have to establish some ground rules. And the ground rule is, We are making this choice within the fictional constraints presented to us by the universe itself. So they're fighting these things that are basically light armor as infantry, which we can all agree is a shitty way to fight light armor is with infantry. Mm -hmm. For some reason, they're not using masked Mark 19s firing into them. So they're doing a lot of things that tactically don't make sense, but we are confining our decisions to... The rules presented to us by the fictional universe, which means I can't say, how would I fight them? A JTAC with a radio and a fleet of A-10s. That's how I do it.
1: We they, win. I mean, they, America- do it, they do it for a minute with F-22s. I know. It sure. great. <laughs> those, those F-22s flew too low. It's time to make Navy palm great again. That's all I got to say. It really so, is. Well,
0: mm-hmm. and the other There's- problem too, they also, apparently these aliens can swim, so they fuck the Navy up but they can't fly so the air force again would be like we reign supreme just in the real world you can't tell me also that the second russia found out that there were space aliens taking over their own country but they wouldn't have just nuked that own section of the no they would have like, blasted- that oh place? Yeah. russia <laughs> we have plenty more to russia to go on around yeah exactly. and the movie, all movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. but all right so we're going to start with keith keith Give me your fictional long gun and handgun combo that you think would, and there were, there's a two-parter. So first I want you to go with the combo that you would pick to outfit an army, then go with what you would carry as the lone survivor trying to like defend yourself. <laughs> give give, me, give right. me your military scenario and your Burt Gummer scenario. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So military scenario, we're going to touch on a couple of uh, future weapons programs right now, because they would honestly be a thousand times better than what the movie picked. (laughs) I know the movie was going for cool. And I know they broke some of the rules uh, uh, of physical rules for it, which is funny because they put those rules all back in place later in the movie. If you guys haven't seen it yet again, spoilers, but the movie is like a two parter. You have two stories, going on you have the the first story which is all the crazy sci-fi stuff and then you get a second part which is like the continuation of the story but it goes back to modern day and they've all got like like regular m4s again and those all seem to work normally so they have their tiny little future guns when in reality since you're fighting light armored aliens that are hard as hell to you know bust armor through maybe we look at the ngsw program and the enhanced penetrator rounds that are going on in 6.8 and 6.5. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe look at the actual armor-defeating rifles that we are currently trying to put together from, like, SIG, uh, the Beretta HK, and um, uh, friggin', who's the third partner there? Not the text, uh, Textrons with Beretta, so they're the plastic ammo pups. And then, uh, who's the who's the third one?
0: Can't remember the third one. But
2: Six got. Uh, um, SIG's got one.
0: Beretta's got one.
2: B- Beretta, Bebic. Textron, uh, and
0: uh, who does the weird caseless ammo? Well, I mean, don't say hkg 11 We'll all be
2: sad. No, no, that that would make sad. Uh, any anyway, don't don't remember, but. There's Take, one out there. Taking, the, taking the EPR concept and doing it in something like a 6.5 or a 6.8, and then using, you know, projected future tech to just crank the thing's velocity to 11, so it's got a lot of armor defeat capability, but still in what is conventionally a rifle round, which is one of the rules of the universe, they were still using conventional center fire weapons. Um just with lots of ammo apparently the 300 round p mags were amazing <laughs> so if they got that and you still get 300 round p mags just mm-hmm. in a bigger round sure i'm i'm rocking with the new sig mcx spear rocking that epr ammo and just going to town so yeah also, and we're- grenades we're bringing yeah. grenades guys we are bringing grenades and
0: grenade launchers Underbarrel grenade launchers still a thing going to do it <laughs> I guess I forgot to mention. Uh, sort of the, the the problem that the universe was trying to solve was that these, you know, aliens have like dense bone tissue structures mm-hmm. on their back and skull area, which protect them from most small arms fire, making their vulnerable spots. You know, they the, making their vulnerable spots the vulnerable so spots back. on anything. Yeah. The neck, it, it was the really, face, it and was the skull. Really them pointing yeah. that out, like guys, the only
2: places that they die are here and here, and you're like. That's normal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Right, so, Center mass, guys. Not trained so, for this. All right, so, Keith, now give me your Burt Gummer scenario. You're trying to... And now you can go buck wild. You know, daisy chain claymores around your compound.
2: <laughs> oh, shit. Roof, rooftop mounted 338s with the new new spacey <laughs> ammo. 338 Lapua... No, the uh, Norma Magnums for everyone get that 1800 meter effective range all of it and then napalm lots of napalm
0: lovely amounts mm, i'm going Nepal. out I'm going out like a barbecue going out like a barbecue i love that it's, it's going to be that
2: it's going to be that scene from uh the third uh olympus is, uh angel has fallen oh, where uh
0: I don't know if I saw that one.
2: Running from the evil guys in the forest, and he's just got booby traps everywhere. He's just like, grab me that. All right, now that one. And they're just Uh explosions everywhere. They're taking out everything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm, Explosions
0: (laughs) everywhere. I'm gonna be Mr. Torg. Explosions. All right, so that brings us to. lieutenant and again you can't say i won an early burke with you know unlimited ammo because i mean they nerfed one of those in the movie anyways
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's so I'm, I'm filipino i'm a jungle asian and um it's it, the, the movie reminded me of starship troopers and also during the spanish-american wars how the americans combated the Moro warriors i mean they were going from you know, their service revolvers number 38, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, we need something bigger. So for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to... You're shifting, because these kind of aliens are primal. It's like you're hunting the Predator. It's not rank-and-file soldiers, not like Romulans invading or, you know, any of that stuff. So you have to change the doctor to that. Like, you want to get the freaking Billys Arnold Schwarzeneggers from Predators. You want Muldoon from Jurassic Park. You want them to be training your conscripts you're hunting animals so i look it's big bore stuff blunt force trauma i would get a dissident arms shotgun for three gun and load it up with some spicy slugs and just i would have one guy in my squad just use that just to disorient the uh the alien you know Dessert. If you guys haven't
0: seen a dissident arm shotgun as an aside, it you know, is a big ass magazine oh, yeah. fed shotgun. It's got like what a 20 round mag or some crazy thing. Yeah.
1: They have drum, bra- uh, drum giant, ra- as well. giant stick or a massive. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they actually, they actually run, which is really, really awesome. they are like
0: four grand. It's all right, man. Good.
1: We got future army money, baby. Got, got future army money, man. Um, which would be pretty bad because it's like, it would get to the point where it's, um, you know, enemy of the game. It's like, if you drop rifle, you pick rifle up because those things aren't cheap. But uh, I would actually go for a bigger bore, you know, service rifle for lack of a be- better term. You know, something in 308, 762, 51. I mean, something that's reminiscent of the guns they use in Starship Troopers. Remember, they had the up and then they had the shotgun under it because at the end of the day, uh, I wonder, Those engagements were like 300 yards in the end. Those aliens, they could shoot their darts, but the thing is that they're, they're, they're slinging them. I mean, that's kind of like um, Zulu-Don type combat at that point. It's not, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to- every Everything in that. the movie
2: was close quarters, so yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I would train my uh, people how to use a grappling hook, how to wrangle. It's like, yo, you were a rodeo clown. You know how to use a lasso? I need to borrow you. You're in, son. And that's and that's how it'd be, because you would instead of having, you know, rank-and-file military soldiers, you would have hunters. They would work in cadres and small teams. I might be biting off of the SEAL thing a little bit. But, you know, that's what you have to do to defeat these aliens, because, you know, they're not Independence Day aliens with force fields, you know, telekinetic powers. They're just a bunch of, you know, feeders, gatherers. Also, um, bayonets, like Last Stand stuff just harvest the bones and stuff that they can use for christ's sake chris pratt slipped the throat of the lady one with a claw from the other one why am i not making makeshift weapons like it harkens back to my filipino heritage i mean you got filipino soldiers in the battle of mawari that are doing urban combat with m14s you know modified m14s they got from like the freaking pre-vietnam war it's it's crazy and that's how you would fight it just straight up road warrior stuff. for a handgun, anything big bore, uh, you know, even, even okay. hunting grade handguns, yeah, something that could actually handguns. stop handguns. Like even even the ten millimeter. I mean, hell yeah, mil- yeah, ten millimeter will see a the best millimeter. Yeah, they'll see a freaking F eighteen, and then they'll just be like, "Look what they have to do to just mimic a fraction of our power." <laughs> My brother in law loves ten millimeter so much. He lives in Texas. I remember I went down there. We were at his land. He's like, hey, Mark, did you bring your carry guns? Like, no. It's like, here, you can borrow one of mine. And it was like that scene in Step Brothers where they become best friends. He handed me a Colt Delta Elite from the 90s that was tuned over by Novak. And I was like, okay that's
0: a pretty good gun. Um, mm-hmm. I would not be mad at that. And plus, we all know that if you were mm-hmm. to shoot a charging alien with a 10 millimeter, they would explode into a shower of goo because
2: a yeah. 10 millimeter, you know,
0: it just kills yeah. everything. I we're we're talking sense. about 40 yeah. millimeter grenades.
2: We're really... Stepping yeah. by the true killer, which is the 10 millimeter. 10
0: millimeter. Yeah, I would just want to point out before I go into my choice that we have Keith in one corner who is like, Let's bring the most advanced lethal weapon systems that haven't been fully fielded yet. And Mark is like, Fuck them with
1: spears.
0: got <laughs>
1: <Pretty> much, <laughs> you got an M1 Garand, we got some armor piercing, you know, uh, 30 odd six. Woo, it's going to be a good time, and even some black yeah, it's like, oh, you want to be a sniper? Here's a Barrett 50 cal. Because I will tell you in that movie when his daughter jumped on top of the Humvee, got onto the 50 market, was doing dude, the Lord's work. She was, 50 was she was doing 50 the work. So I mean, there's something said about that. It's like big alien, big bullet. You know, I'm just I'm just saying. So uh,
0: I'm gonna change my answer. So if people, if you follow me on Facebook, uh, I talked about this earlier. I was like, honestly, probably something. You know, if I was picking from currently extant technologies an HK-417 with an underbarrel grenade launcher. Like, that's kind of, that's going to kind of yeah. be your do-everything. 2020
1: AP, right there, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: 308 AP rounds are no punk. Like, they will mm. fuck some stuff up. And, you know, but also what will really fuck some stuff up is the 40-mic, like, H-E-D-P, which I would just be, kuk reload, reload. It'd be H-E-D-P The blue B-boy speaketh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the new 320 grenade launchers that HK has made for the military are actually pretty rad because instead of the old load, really nice. it just pops out. To It's faster to load. Yeah. You've got them in a little shorty boy. Like, it's a double
2: action trigger so you don't have to do the stupid rotator th- 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 oh. th- freaking thing.
0: You just it's, pull it again. Yeah. Just pull it again. Who is yeah. it that makes a seven shot launcher? Is that FN? Uh... There's a seven-shot rotary grenade launcher, or maybe five-shot. I don't know. All, all the sixes, the 32s were- um, Hang on. Uh, rotary grenade launcher. Not Raytheon. Yeah. Oh, it's- oh, Okay, according to Wikipedia, it's the Milcor MGL. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I'll just- According to everybody with Milkor MGLs. And there, I win. (laughs) Everything's dead. uh, But in all seriousness, I was actually thinking about this and thinking about a gun. And Keith is going to fucking love this. Because uh, let's assume we know a little bit more about their armor and what goes through it. And the new Mark 318 Mod 0 might go right through it. The new M855A1 might go right through it and if you couple an m855a1 with a 20 inch barrel which you can then make compact by putting it in a fucking bullpup a bullpup he's joining us he's joining us i'm (laughs) just saying that because you can also you can also mount grenade launchers on bullpups right can you guys do that yes Yes. yeah put a grenade launcher on a tire on for the aug and the x95 the x95 one's a lot of fun
1: yeah it looks very steampunk
0: Give me a Tavor with an underbarrel grenade launcher because now I've got like a 20-inch barrel in a compact package slinging red hot 5.56 that goes through a bone. Okay, here we go. I've done it. I've become the very thing I swore to destroy. (laughs)
1: It's it's for survival. You got to aim for the nerve stab. Got it
0: gotta aim yeah. for the nerve stem They're oh ten. my goodness yeah. guys well that was a lot of fun uh mark what did you think about the movie overall like weapons handling all of that
1: other than so, the navy getting um, btfo so i was i was watching uh with my wife and uh god bless her because she like pulled me aside she's like if you got drafted i won't worry about you because you would fight like the third monkey on the ramp to noah's ark and it's raining to get back home and it's like you know what you're not wrong she's like she that, that trust she has in me made me feel, feel good but my uh the cake eater officer in me was getting a headache like oh conscripts no no standardized training you're setting these guys up for failure i mean you get and um i did like how they casted the different con, conscripts you know you've got like that older guy that comes back with his arm missing you've got the bigger dude with a beard and he's wearing the black rifle cup copy company shirt and then you know that there are a couple of women there that look like they were you know extras from the office or something it's like but you know that's when you know it's getting bad I did like how they allowed him to like bring her his own weapons and he kind of reverted back to you know what he was but um no my main takeaways from that movie is like oh man like I'm happy we're not drafting people we got volunteers because you know some personnel are difficult to lead I can't even imagine how it is with conscripts you know, and people that get draft or draftees. Also, I learned that the uh, army doctors are really mean. So, I mean, we actually all knew that about army doctors. Yeah, they're better giving shots than a uh, corpsman. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fact. Like uh, <laughs> army docs and and air force docs. You know, you walk into the installation, Vivaldi uh, Vivaldi Springtime is playing oh sir here's your you might feel a pinch here you go have a good day would you help yourself to a croquet and an espresso on your way out maybe it's just like horse needle it's like bite on this sun. it'll make it easier than (laughs) hold up we do not have
0: croquets all right those are really high in carbs and we're trying to cut down on that
1: yeah i mean you got you got walking for your prt now i
0: uh we do not have that officially yet for the record (laughs) we have that's being uh a part of the trial phase that like 15 bases Uh are doing um which it will probably go through which is fine we actually a little known fact we actually had walking as an alternate prt forever. uh if you had some sort of injury that prevented you from running but wasn't so severe that you could just wave the aerobic component entirely they were like okay you can do the two kilometer walk um but they also had army does the
2: army does the same thing Mm -hmm. profile profiles do a power walk and Mm -hmm. the the time requirement it's like it's no joke you're
0: moving yeah it's a serious walk like it's not like you're Uh just like strolling you're like fucking doing the whole arm pumping and and if you jog once if you jog a single
2: step you fail
0: yeah
1: yeah they'll 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 bq you Yeah. Navy, we got, um, we had elliptical. We got rid of that. They have uh, cycling, which is actually very hard. I like to do the bike uh, portion one because I don't like running into my knees or messed up from a motorcycle accident. So it goes based on your weight and the calories you burn and you only have 12 minutes to do it. So a lot of people are like, Oh no, I could easily do the bike versus a mile and a half run. Like I can still do the mile and a half run, but you know, if you're out of shape, you're big, and they're going on your weight on how much you got to burn in twelve minutes. It can get spicy. I mean, it's easy to pass, but it's really hard to max out on the bike. Same with the swimming. The swimming times are a little spicy. Uh, Caleb, did you uh, end up doing that, the swim, for your?
0: I no, not the swim. I tried your row uh, uh-huh. for your PRT, and that was actually pretty spicy. Like I was able yeah. to, uh, I was able to pass. Like I was able mm-hmm. to get a passing score but I wasn't able to get like a excellent rating or anything like that. I was like, Oh, this is not, this is a no joke exercise.
1: Yeah. They're, they're deceptive. I mean, they're like farts. You can't trust them. So. (laughs) (laughs) Never trust. Yeah.
0: Keith has yeeted his video. And I think on that we're at, we're at a pretty decent length here for this episode. So Mm -hmm. since we're talking about trusting farts, I'm going to say we're, we've covered it. Uh, Mark, would you like to share (laughs) Uh, Would you like to share the U.S. men's naval marksmanship action mutant ninja turtle team's uh, Facebook social uh, Instagram information again?
1: So, right now it's just our Instagram. There's a traditional one for the bullseye guy, but it's a Navy action shooting team. I'm not going to hold anyone back. Liberty call, Liberty call, don't work piggybacking piggybacking or any of that. So, yeah. All right.
0: So, (laughs) Navy Navy action shooting team, just one. No,
1: uh, Navy action shooting that's all of it Navy action shooting okay yeah on instagram we just started the account a couple days ago because the demographic for bullseye shooters and action shooting is very very different sometimes uh diverge but um u.s navy marksmanship team they have or navy marksmanship team that's the bullseye one but navy action shooting that's where all the cool kids are so so
0: give them a follow guys Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that is it for this week. We will be back next week with more fun and entertaining content with less uh off the rails Oh, uh, maybe less off the railsing. But we're not meantime, gonna promise
2: that. We're just gonna say yeah. it. Yeah,
0: I'm just gonna say <laughs> it. So in the meantime, make sure that again, like, share, subscribe, reviews on iTunes uh and Spotify. And if you guys want to check out more content, there will be videos here and here. And you guys can go watch that. So thank you, everyone. And we will be back next week. All right. Thanks for having me. Take care.